Welcome to Jesus Calling for October 1st. Worship me only. The verses are Revelation 2 verse 4 and Matthew 11:28. Let's look those up. Revelation is the last book in the whole Bible, and chapter 2 starts the letters to the individual churches, and here we have, to the church in Ephesus. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles, but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. So this is all really great stuff. And I have on the side of my Bible here, they're number one, commended for service. Number two, separated from the evil world. Number three, be a passionate church. Those are all great things. Nevertheless, they've come to a screeching halt. And let's look at verse four. Yet, I hold these things against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Then we have Matthew eleven twenty-eight, And the chapter title there is Rest for the Weary. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Verse 27, all things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chose to reveal to him. And here we go with verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Those are some very encouraging words. Worship me only. I am King of kings and Lord of lords, dwelling in unapproachable light. I am taking care of you. I am not only committed for you, but I am also absolutely capable of doing so. So rest in me, my weary one, for this is a form of worship. Though self-flagellation has gone out of style, I had to look that word up. I didn't know what that meant. It meant flogging yourself for religious purposes. So I guess beating yourself, you know, to make yourself um, more humble or just submissive. So though self-flagellation has gone out of style, and for this I am very happy, many of my children drive themselves like racehorses. They whip themselves into action, ignoring how exhausted they are. They forget that I am sovereign and that my ways are higher than theirs. Underneath their driven service, they may secretly resent me as a harsh taskmaster. Their worship of me is lukewarm because I am no longer their first love. My invitation never changes. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Worship me by resting peacefully in my presence. Just love that so much. I'm going to read that last line again. My invitation never changes. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. You know, and I think that's just really powerful today. I think um, a lot of times we all try to do too much and he's going to give us the right amount of work in the right amount of energy 
in the right amount of time. And so, yes, if we are completely exhausted, then I would think you're probably not really doing maybe what he wants or you're doing too much or you need to delegate something out because he wants us to come and rest because rest is healthy, you know, and having balance in your life um, is healthy. So we want to come to him if we're weary. But I love that in Revelation too. You know, it's good. He commended them for the good things that they were doing, but what had they, they had fallen so far. They were very excited at first. They were excited about being a new church and loving Jesus and following him, but then they fell away from that first love. So maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you were excited when you were younger as a Christian. Maybe you're a new Christian and it was all exciting at first, but now you're just kind of ho-hum and not really doing a lot or just feeling close to God. So if you've fallen away from that first love, just get back to him and just maybe drop a couple things in your life so you can just focus more on him and have a balanced life and just come to him if you are weary because he is going to give you rest. I hope you have a restful day and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Welcome to Jesus Calling for October 3rd. When many things seem to be going wrong, trust me. The two verses are Psalm 13 verse 5 and Ephesians 5 verse 20. Let's look those up. Psalm is in the middle of your Bible. It's in the Old Testament and this is a Psalm of David. I'm going to start with verse 1. We'll just read the whole thing here. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer. O Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. So in all of these, he's asking questions of God. How long? Are you going to forget me? How long do I have to wrestle with all these things? And over here on the side, I like what I have written. David felt abandoned by God's silence. Sometimes God answers in a whisper. Silence is golden, but silence from God can be hard. I know sometimes it's hard to wait on a request that we've asked for, isn't it? Ephesians 5.20, I'm going to start with Ephesians 5 verse 1. Be imitators of God, therefore, dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I'm going to jump down to 15. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When many things seem to be going wrong, trust me. When your life feels increasingly out of control, thank me. These are supernatural responses and they can lift you above your circumstances. If you do what comes naturally in the face of difficulties, you may fall prey to negativism. Even a few complaints can set you on a path that is a downward spiral by darkening your perspective and mindset. With this attitude controlling you, complaints flow more and more readily from your mouth. Each one moves you steadily down the slippery spiral. The lower you go, 
the faster you slide, but it is still possible to apply the brakes. I like that, applying the brakes. Cry out to me in my name. Affirm your trust in me, regardless of how you feel. Thank me for everything, though this seems unnatural, even irrational. Gradually, you will begin to ascend, recovering your lost ground. When you are back on ground level, you can face your circumstances from a humble perspective. If you choose supernatural responses this time, trusting and thanking me, you will experience my unfathomable peace. Mm, that was really good. And you know, David had a lot of things going wrong, right? He was talking about, you know, God, when are you going to hear me? When are you going to answer me? And, you know, in this talk here, she's talking about, we just need to be trusting him and how easy it is to start going down that slippery slope, right? Once we just complain about one thing, something else goes wrong. We just kind of keep complaining. We go down, down, down. But I love that. Let's make sure we apply the brakes and you start praising God and thanking him and trusting him for your circumstances. You will get yourself out of that pit and back up on the safe ground again. So I hope you have a good day applying the brakes if you're going down that slippery slope. Let's try not to be complainers. Let's try to just be victorious and be thankful people. I hope you're grateful and thankful today and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Enjoy Jesus Calling for October 7th. In order to hear my voice. All right, let's look at this. We've got 1 Peter 5, 6 to 7, Psalm 118, 24, and 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Let's look those up. The first one, Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That's a good one everybody should know. Let's look at the next one. 1 Peter 5, 6 to 7. 1 Peter 5, the chapter title is To Elders and Young Men. I'm going to read just a couple verses. Let's start at verse 2. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Then I'm going to jump down to verse 5. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Off to the side here I have, be humble, he does the lifting, and we should cast all of our cares. And now verse six, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I'll give you a bonus verse, verse eight. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. There's a lot of great words in there. I love that chapter. All right, and then 1 Thessalonians uh, 5.8. I'm going to start at 6. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Verse 8, but since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Okay, and now we're going to jump up to verse 16. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In order to hear my voice, you must release all your worries into my care. Entrust to me everything that concerns you. This clears the way for you to seek my face unhindered. Let me free you from fear that is hiding deep inside of you. 
Sit quietly in my presence, allowing my light to soak into you and drive out any darkness lodged within you. Accept each day as it comes to you, remembering that I am sovereign over your life. Rejoice in this day I have made, trusting that I am abundantly present in it. Instead of regretting or resenting the way things are, thank me in all circumstances. Trust me and don't be fearful. Thank me and rest in my sovereignty. Mm, So much in there. But I just love this. I'm going back to the first line. In order to hear my voice, you must release all your worries into my care and trust to me everything that concerns you. You know, and that's true. I mean, if we're so full of worry and if we are just listening to the world and everything around us, then we're not going to have an open pathway to hear God speaking to us, right? The Holy Spirit may be knocking on our heart to move and to do something, but if we just, you know, kind of have our ears plugged because we're just listening to the world, we're not going to hear God, you know, and this is the day that he has made. And it says we should rejoice and be glad in it. It doesn't say this is the day he has made and we should be fretful and worried and angry and mad and sad and scared and all these bad things. That's not what it says. It says we should rejoice in it. So I hope today you have a great day rejoicing in the Lord and in his word and in his love and just push everything else from the world aside and that you just block out all the noise and all the evil that's around you and just have an open communication with him and just realize that he just wants to pour into you, but so does the world, right? So let's just push the world aside, be open to God, let the spirit just flood us with peace and love and we can rejoice in the day that he has made. Have a great one, and I will see you back here tomorrow. Enjoy Jesus Calling for October 11th. I am the culmination of all your hopes and desires. Let's look at Psalm 62 verses 5 to 8 and Revelation 118. Psalm 62 says for the director of music, a Psalm of David. Starting with verse one, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Now I'll do verse five to eight. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Those are some really encouraging words, aren't they? Then we have Revelation 1 verse 8. Revelation is that last book of the Bible. I'm going to start with verse 7, give you a bonus verse. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. Here's verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. I love that verse, don't you? I am the culmination of all your hopes and desires. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, who is and who was and is to come. Before you knew me, you expressed your longing for me in hurtful ways. You were ever so vulnerable to the evil around you in the world. But now my presence safely shields you, enfolding you in my loving arms. I have lifted you out of the darkness into my marvelous light. 
Though I have brought many pleasures into your life, not one of them is essential. Receive my blessings with open hands. Enjoy my good gifts, but do not cling to them. Turn your attention to the giver of all good things and rest in the knowledge that you are complete in me. The one you absolutely need is the one you can never lose. My presence with you. That was a really good one. I like that a lot. So many great things in there. I'm going to go back and read that psalm a little bit again. Because listen to this verbiage from David. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He is my rock. I trust him at all times. Pour out your heart to him for God is our refuge. You know, to use verbiage like that, somebody really has to know someone is going to come through, right? And David had seen God come through for him so many times that he knew he was going to come through again. So he was telling everybody, God is our rock. He's our refuge. Turn to him. Run to him. You know, he knew the Savior that well that he knew that God would be coming through. And so I hope all of us can also just be that confident, knowing that when we're having hard days, we can just run to God because he is our rock. He is our refuge and he is going to see us through. I also like this ending part. Turn your attention to the giver of all good things and rest in the knowledge that you are complete in me. There's a little saying that I learned as a child, you know, that we need to love the giver and not the gifts, meaning we need to love God who is the giver and not just be so in love with all the things that he gives us, right? Because even if he takes everything away, we still are going to praise him because he's God and because he's given us salvation. So like that devotion saying, we don't really need all this other stuff of the world. We need to be complete in him and confident in him. And so I hope today that you just find everything you need in his presence, knowing that he's going to take care of you and that salvation, if you've got that, you've got everything you need. Have a wonderful day resting in his presence and I'll see you back here tomorrow. You can order your own Jesus Calling devotional book by going to JesusCalling.com. And I would love to answer any questions you may have about faith in Jesus. Just email me through my website, NancyJoyToYou.com. And I hope you go out and shine for Him today. See you tomorrow.